Good morning and welcome to another TRC broadcast. I am your host, Bishop R.D. McLeod, and I am really excited that you guys are able to be here again. I want to first of all start off by thanking all of you guys, all of you who support us faithfully, all of you who support us with your attendance, those of you that support us with your prayers, your financial giving. I just want to take that time to thank you because this thing cannot run alone. And you guys have been a very crucial part of the success of TRC broadcast. So again, thank you so much uh, for God being able to move on your heart and for you to partner with us. So without any further ado, I want to get right on into the word uh, this morning. I really want to talk about something that's really practical. It's not super spiritually deep. However, you know, the Bible says that which is natural come at first, then that which is spiritual. So some of the things I want to share with you this morning is really going to be a matter of practical application. So let's get to it. Uh, let me ask, start out by asking a question. How many of you have ever been in a rut and it seems like your life is not going where you want it to go? Seems like that you can't progress no matter what you do. You feel like that progress is so slow. It seems like nothing is really happening, nothing exciting or whatever. How many of you ever been like that? Yes, we all have. We've all been that way. There's an answer for you this morning, and the Lord has shared a few things that I want to share with you that's going to give you some practical ways of coming out of that stalemate. Are you listening? What you need in your life is a personal breakthrough. That's what you need. This morning, we're going to talk about the anatomy of a breakthrough. Now, when you hear breakthrough, I know many times we think about Daniel 9 and uh, Daniel 10. We think about how when Daniel prayed and there was a resistance to his prayer, and the Bible says that the prince of Persia withstood the, 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 the answering angel and kept him from bringing the answer to Daniel. And we know that that is the same type situation that we experience uh, many times in our lives. You pray for things to happen, and it seems like <clears throat> you're still waiting on God. Let me tell you, a lot of times it's not the case. However, the Bible says that there is spiritual warfare happening in the heavenlies, according to Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, Rulers of the darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness in high or heavenly places. We know that many times there is uh, interference with your prayers being answered. And depending on the armor that you're wearing, the life that you're living, sometimes it can take forever to get that breakthrough. But I'm not going to talk this morning and really emphasize prayer as the breakthrough. Now, don't get me wrong. Prayer is essential. Without prayer, you can forget it. But, you know, many times we limit our breakthrough to prayer only. You can pray, but if you don't have application of some natural things in line, your prayers will begin to fizzle out and you will become frustrated because you still see nothing is happening. You can pray for a job. Let's just give you an example. You can pray for a job, but if you never go and, and send in a resume, if you never go to an interview, 
then your prayers are, 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 are futile. Are you understanding what I'm saying? There is nothing going to happen because you failed. The Bible says faith. Come on. You know the rest of it. You are scholars. Faith without works is dead. So there must be corresponding actions to your faith. You can't just believe and not have any corresponding actions. So we're going to talk about this. A breakthrough is something that actually changes the course of your life so it will never be the same again. That's when you get a real breakthrough. Uh, you have to understand this. A breakthrough, in, and I said this just a few minutes ago, it requires more than just prayer. I don't want to minimize the effects of prayer. I don't want to reduce the effects of prayer. Prayer is, is important, vitally important. So, but let's move on beyond that part. Now, uh, but it requires a, not, not only a change of direction, it also requires a change in your personal habits. It also requires a new truth to be introduced into your life. See, if you don't have a new truth that will create a new reality, then you will be stuck in that old rut, trying your best to get something new. And that's not going to happen. You also have to have an unwavering commitment Coupled with an intolerance for the same old things. You know, if you don't, if you don't, let me just give you a, a principle. And I use a financial principle, but it, it's the same across the board. If you don't hate poverty, you will never become wealthy. Now, I'm not listening. I'm not just limiting it to that. Okay, let me go on for those of you that might find something with that. If you don't hate sin, you will never love righteousness. Did you follow what I'm saying? There must be, you know, to every uh, action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. You know that to be true, scientifically speaking. So, therefore, you have to love a new truth in order to despise an old way. Now, let's continue to move on. Now, does that sound like work? Absolutely. It is. It's a lot of work. You know, even a breakthrough, listen to this definition. A breakthrough is defined as a sudden dramatic and important discovery or development or necessary momentum or force exerted to an object. Now, let's go back to that sudden, dramatic, important discovery. Listen, if you don't introduce yourself to new information, it's hard for you to get a new discovery. Simply put, if you don't stop and begin to see your life as it is, and we will get to that because this is part of the process, but see your life as it is, 
it's going to be very, very difficult in order for you to make changes with old information. Let's go. Let's, you know, let's let's get into this a little bit more because I don't want to get ahead of myself. Necessary momentum or force exerted to an object, which simply means that you have to have some consistency for breakthrough. You have to have consistency in order to have enough force exerted. If you only pray two minutes every day and nothing is happening, you need to have some more momentum. That means, you know, and I hear people say, pray hard, just pray accurate. Okay. You know, praying hard is almost like you're trying to twist God's arm, but you don't have to pray hard, pray accurately. Are you listening? That means you got to have to pray. The Bible says praying always, taking the word of God, taking the word of faith, praying accurately according to the will of God. Now, let's go on and look at here. Look at this. Well, the first step you need in order for a breakthrough is motivation. Now, this might sound counterintuitive, but it is the truth. Many times you must hit a low spot or a place of extreme distaste for your current condition. Sometimes you have to hit a low spot in order for you to gain motivation. Many times people uh, tolerate the situation that they're in because it really doesn't challenge, force, or make them come out of that place. And sometimes it has to get drastic in order for you for it to get your attention. Now, I'm, I'm telling you, there is, and this happens in our life all the time. You know, you don't really realize how much you need discipline until your lack of discipline causes you issues. Are you following? Sometimes you don't realize how far you have slid off the grid until those undisciplined ways begin to cause you issues. Are you listening? So the first thing you need is a, an extreme distaste for your current condition. You got to not like where you are. Now, let me go further than that. You're going to have to hate where you are. Are you tired of just borderline going from one paycheck to another? Maybe there's some discipline that you have failed to institute into your life, into your finances. Maybe you are not, the Bible says, having done all to stand. Maybe you haven't done all. Maybe you are one of those who are still searching for the easy way out. And you can do that until all the doors seem to close in your life. Many people are like that today. They know what they need to do. We are masters at recovery, but we can't use that same power of recovery in order to push forward and elevate our lives. Now, let me continue to go on with this. It's not necessary all the time to hit a low spot, but sometimes you have to in order to really get a good understanding of where you are. Now, let's move on. Uh, the Bible says, listen, in Philippians in chapter 3 and verse 14, Paul said it this way. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. 
I press toward the mark. We've got it wrong, saints. We press toward the prize. And I'm telling you right now, the mark is the place that changes you. The mark is what gives you the prize. And if you don't press toward the mark and you only press toward the prize, I can tell you right now, you will not be able to maintain, sustain, or keep the prize if you don't hit the mark. Are you listening? When there comes a time in your life where there are certain things that you really want to do, say you want to lose weight, the mark is really changing your diet. But And it might be exercise. But because you're pressing toward the prize, how you look in a new suit and how you look in a new dress, you are constantly frustrated because you never seem to keep that prize. You might wear that dress one time and the next time you can't wear it. Why? Because you didn't hit the mark. You didn't press toward the mark. You only pressed toward the prize. And we got to get it right. A lot of people want financial security, but they don't press toward the discipline of finances. They press toward what finances will give them, what finances will, will show them. Are you listening? In relationship, people don't press toward a godly mate. They press toward a mate. And then you live with the results of reality. Why? Because you didn't press toward the mark. The mark is essential. The mark is very, very important in our lives. The Bible says godliness with contentment is great gain. We press supposing that gain is godliness instead of pressing toward godliness. When you press toward godliness, it's like uh, Solomon. When the Lord said to him, Solomon, what is it that you want me to give you? He went toward the mark. He said, I want to have a, a, a heart that can rightfully discern and judge amongst your people. The Bible says this saying pleased the Lord. And he said, because you hit the mark, here is the prize. You will become wealthy. You'll be wise. He said, you'll have long life. I give you all of these things because you hit the mark. Saints, it's time for us to go to the word of God and find out what is the mark. Why is that so important? I'll tell you why. Did you know habit is stronger than desire? Habit is stronger than desire. What do I mean by that? You can have a desire to become all of these things in life. You can have a desire to become a great husband. You can have a desire to become a great wife. You can have a desire to lose weight. You can have a desire to become financially secure. But your habits keep overthrowing you. Poor habits overthrow will overthrow a strong desire. Desire is not enough. You can desire to have a great mate. But your habits in choosing them keeps you at Lodabar. That's why a lot of people struggle in their lives with righteousness. They struggle in their life with sin. They struggle in their life financially. They struggle in their lives with having friends. They struggle with all these things because they have poor habits. Some might say work ethics. Same thing. You can never overcome poor habits with strong desire. 
Look at someone and tell them that. Habits are stronger than desire. Now, that will preach by itself. Most people don't get that. Just go back and look at all the areas of your life that you really believe in God for. And look at the habits that you choose in those areas. We compensate for bad habits with intimidation, manipulation, and all these other things. That's how we, that, that's how, that's what we use to compensate for poor habits. Are you listening? Now, the next thing is, the first thing was motivation. You got to have motivation. The next thing is evaluation. Guys, I'm telling you right now, evaluation is crucial. Why is evaluation crucial? You must be honest about why you are where you are. You got to be honest. Now, if you can't overcome this part, the rest of this means nothing to you. The rest of, see, People have a strong issue with being honest. We have doped up our life so much till we fail to see the reality of who we have become. And we are comfortable that, you know, social media has helped us out with this a lot. I mean, if you look at some people's profile, you wouldn't even know that was them. On their profile, they'll tell you that they are, are all of these things. But in reality, see, on social media, you can be who you want to be. But in reality, you are who you are. That's why there's a great difference between our social media success and our personal success. Because we resemble nothing in the natural like we say we are. On social media. Well, let me move on. We have um, 3,000 friends on social media, social media. And we have two people that tolerate you in the natural. It's time for us to become that person. Listen, I'm not trying to preach perfection. But what I'm saying is the energy that you put in social media, if you put that same energy in day-to-day -day living, you will become closer to being the person you pretend to be. Let's move on. <coughs> Excuse me. Psalms 51 and 6 says it this way. And this was David. He said, behold. Thou desires truth in the inward parts and in the hidden parts. Thou makest me to know wisdom. God wants you to be transparent. He wants you to be honest on the inside and say, Lord, help me spend more time with you because no one knows this but you and I. I don't spend any time with you. Help me to read my Bible because I'm interested in everything else but the Bible. See, until you get down to the core root, then help is going to always escape you. Lord, help me to pray more than when I just need something. Help me to pray for other people. There's going to come a time, and I'm not even going to get into this because we all know this, 
when you're going to have to give an account of what God called you to do or to be. The mandate. I think my wife was telling me the other day, and uh, I think she said this was something that Bishop Jakes was teaching about the five uh, foolish virgins and the five wise virgins. And he said that the, 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 the foolish virgins, they, they trim their wicks, but they fail to go get oil. Why? Because they thought that in a crunch, the wise virgin was going to give them some of their oil. And many people live like that. They have gone most of the distance. And I like this, what she said. You got to be able to discern what's good and what's almost good. And most people right now have gone to the place where they've said, Lord, I receive you as my savior. But they're still awaiting. God is still waiting on him to become Lord. Well, that'll preach too. You can never change anything that you are unwilling to confront. And until you recognize that there is a problem in this area, that I deal with certain things in this area, you might be struggling right now. You know, I heard an alarming stat about, uh, let's just use pornography. All of the people in the body of Christ that, that, that constantly watch pornography, you know, that's a stronghold. And you need help. But see, the one thing that people fail to do is, and I wish I had the time to, to, to really get over into this, but I don't. But understanding, you know, the Bible says, get wisdom with all thy getting, get an understanding. When you understand the layer of things that happen beneath that self-gratification, when you understand the spiritual implications that go on when you expose your spirit to pornography, then it'll make you challenge yourself when the desire comes. Listen, I believe as a believer that desire comes to everybody, you know, often to see things and to do things. But when you open your eye gate for that flood to come in, there is a lot of things that is happening in the spirit that takes over your life and your will and it in, infects your, your spirit and those around you. When you have understanding, it will challenge you as far as that's concerned. A lot of times people live in poverty. And they don't understand the Bible says, and Jesus said it in Luke chapter 4 and verse 18, that the spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he have anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. We don't understand it is the ways of God. It is the gospel. It is the application of the word of God that changes our financial situation. You may never get a million dollar check, but God will turn the tide so you will walk in the Abrahamic covenant to where he said, I will bless you and you shall be a blessing. You will change from being needy all the time to being seedy all the time. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Why? Because it is a sign of the covenant. There's just so much. I, I can't get into it right now. I would like to just go into that and open it up, but I can't. People don't understand. What is happening behind the scenes? So it's hard for them to break 
those habits because they don't have the understanding. Listen to me. I'll, I'll give you a natural illustration and I'll move on. I promise the best I know how. How many of you have ever and had a had a financial need and you really needed something very desperately? And you went in a store and you may have bought gas. Listen to me. You knew that in that cash register was the answer to your problem. You, it might may have been a little girl at the register, 97 pounds, soaking wet with a brick in her back pocket. You knew you could overtake her, but you understood the consequences was bigger than the need. So you got back in your car with your two or three dollars worth of gas and drove to your next destination, and you didn't live that life in the spirit. We don't understand some of the consequences to our actions. So therefore, it doesn't deter us from, from living that life. That's the quickest way for change to occur in your life is to understand the consequences of what is taking place. I'm moving right along. You know, a lot of times people blame other folks for their condition. And if you ask them, they can give you a laundry list of people that is the reason for them being in the predicaments that they're in right now. But I have a question. The Bible says in Romans chapter eight and verse 31, the Bible says, if God be for you, who can successfully be against you? Are you sure that God is back in your plan? Are you sure God is backing your decisions? Are you sure God is backing your life? Because if God is backing your life, how is it then that all the people that you blame for your, for your condition has so much success? That's just a thought-provoking uh, uh, scenario there. How is it that other people have so much success if God is for you, moving right along. So what do you do when you evaluate? You get a plan from God and you write it down. Habakkuk chapter two and verse two says, write the vision and make it plain. You got to get a plan from God. Our plans have been the plans that have caused us to crash. You must get a plan from God. I emphasize from God. You know, guys, we're to a place where we don't even seek the face of God for his plan because we know it's going to cost us something. When you don't get a plan from God, it's going to cost you victory. Are you listening? Write the plan down so you can retain it. Let's go to Luke. Let's look at something here, too. Uh, Luke chapter 14. I want to show you a scripture here, Luke chapter 14. And this is a this is a scripture in verse starting with verse 28. We're talking about an anatomy of a breakthrough. How do you get a breakthrough? We're not talking about just praying because people can sit and pray all day. We have no works to it and they remain in the same situation. Now, verse 28 says, to which of you intended to build a tower? 
sit it not down first and count it the cost. The cost whether he has sufficient to finish it. Less happily after he's laid the foundation and is not able to finish it, all that behold or all that see it will begin to mock him and to criticize him, saying that this man began to build, are you listening, and is not able to finish. Now, it says, oh, what king goes out to make war against another king? And he sit it not down and consulted whether he is able uh, with 10,000 to come against him with 20,000. Or else, while the others is yet a great way off, he sent it an ambassage or uh, he sent it uh, embassy, emissary and desired conditions of peace. In other words, you get ready to start fighting. It says, so likewise, who are you forget, uh, that forsake it? Not all that he has, he cannot be my disciple. The synopsis to this is saying that you sit down, you start with a plan, but you didn't see it through. And somewhere along the way, and I like this part about you start out and you're going to go to war. And then you send someone for conditions of peace. Do you know what that simply means? It means that when you don't sit down and count up what it's going to cost before you start, you will always compromise. This is where most people are right now. They are stuck in the pattern of compromise. Remember, you're going to go out. You sold wolf tickets is what they said in the old days. And now you're getting ready to go to war. And once you get there and you see that you are going to be overpowered, you compromise. Most people start out, man, I'm getting ready to change my life. I'm getting ready to set this into motion. I'm getting ready to be more diligent with God. And then when the enemy comes against you, you compromise. And you find yourself in a cycle of compromise all the time. Are you listening? Let me uh let, let me move on because I got the I got to finish this. If you are not all in, he said, if you don't forsake all that you have, that means when you go into a plan, you got to be all in. You're not just testing it out, you're not just trying something, you are all in. And the Bible says here, when you don't, you will repeat a cycle of start and stop. And you end up with no change in your life. No change. And how many people in the body of Christ have lived for God for so long and they see very little change in their lives? Here's a big one. Here's the next step. You must upset the pattern in your life. Remember, habit is stronger than desire. If you can't identify your pattern, then neither can you change it. Now, this is where honesty has to come in, transparency has to come in. You got to upset that pattern. Are, are you listening? There are things you do all the time. 
And you got to, you have to upset that consistent pattern in order to see a change. If you can't identify your pattern, there's no way you can change it. Do you know why you are in the place that you are in? Do you know why you still struggle with pornography? It's because you keep going back to the computer, to the site that you saved. Well, no, that's not true because I didn't save it because somebody might find it. Listen, you must not make provisions for the flesh. Do you know why you constantly struggle financially? Because you violate the rule of giving and it shall be given unto you again. Listen, I'm not trying to tell you because the enemy will come in and try to block what I'm saying, telling you somebody's asking you for something. Listen, if you don't put seed in the ground, neither will you harvest. This is a natural law. If you don't put seed in the ground, how are you going to grow tomatoes? You're always going to have to look to someone else to supply your tomatoes. If you don't put seed in the ground, how will you have a crop? Are you listening? Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man sow it, whatsoever man sow it, whatsoever man sow it, that shall he also reap. That's a universal law of reciprocity. If you have need of friends, then you must first show yourself friendly. How is it that you don't have friends and you think everybody is against you? Maybe your idea of friendly is not really friendly. How is it that you can come? Listen, the Bible says, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. There again, the law of reciprocity. If and see the seed has integrity, according to Genesis 1, the seed is in itself. Sow what you want to reap. If you're struggling financially, then you don't give financially. And I'm not just talking about give to the church, that's not necessarily in its entirety. Yes, but you got to find good ground. And sometimes people just sow in dead works. But the truth of the matter is, is there is someone you know that may need a financial gift. There is someone you know that might be struggling financially. You know, do you ever decide that when you go out, you be the one to pay for the meal instead of always when they say, will this be one check? You sit back and wait until someone else answers. Are you listening? We do little things like that, but then we wonder why nothing else is coming back. The thing you need is the thing you seed. Oh boy, let me move right on because I know when you start talking about that. Let me take let me tell you this. The secret of your success is found in your daily routine. I guarantee you, the secret of your success is found in your daily routine. What do you do daily? The thing you do daily it has a lot to do with where you end up in life. You can't change everything overnight. But when I said upset your pattern, you have to change something. 
If you start with one thing a day or one thing in the beginning until you master that, start something different. Upset the pattern. Listen, you know why? Let me just give you this, and this is some wisdom for you. Failure is systematic, but so is success. Failure is systematic, but so is success. If you are doing the same thing every day and you still seem to be failing, that same equation, that same pattern, that same uh, uh, thing that you're doing is going to keep getting you the same thing. People that succeed have a tendency of doing successful things continuously. Failure is systematic. Change your system. You can't keep doing the same thing. Upset that thing. Upset your rhythm. Upset your pattern. Upset what you are doing in your daily routine if you want something to be different. Expose yourself to new information. You can never upset your pattern if you don't there's what's called the law of replacement. The law of replacement. You have to replace that old pattern, that old information with new information. Because if you don't, listen, you got to pray it up or you got to read it up. You need new information. That's going to challenge your old life. And if you don't, Challenge your old life. If you don't challenge your old methods, you're going to keep getting the same thing. Proverbs 23 and 7, we know that scripture. The Bible says that as a man so thinketh in his heart, so is he. Old information can never foster new habits. Old information can never foster new habits. Everyone has a pattern in their life. Your pattern in your life produces the same thing until you change it. I'm telling you. The Bible says, that's why the Bible says in Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. Be not conformed unto this world, but be ye changed, transferred, transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do you renew your mind? With new information. As long as you keep getting the old stuff, you're going to do the same. Listen, you're computer literate, and most people are this day. If you have a Windows uh, 7 uh, uh, operating system, I don't care what kind of box you put it in, what kind of alienware you put it in, it's going to process the same way. And that's what most people do. Most people don't change the processor. So they think the same way. Change is not change until you change. You can't keep thinking the same way and expect to get something new. So old information can never foster new habits. If you can create new patterns, you can create new outcomes. Are you listening? If you can create new patterns, you can create new outcomes. Listen. From North Carolina, New York is north. 
I don't care who told you that you can head I-85 South and get to New York. You might get to it, but the earth is a 25,000 mile circumference. You got to go all the way around the world just to get back to a place that may take you 600 miles from here will take you over 25,000 miles. That's what most people do in their lives. They take the long way around. Aren't you tired of the scenic route? Aren't you tired of seeing the same thing? Aren't you tired of going the long way? Even in the natural shortest distance between two points is a straight line. It's time for us to go create a new pattern. Upset your old pattern. Look at someone and tell them, I'm going to upset my old pattern so I can get new results. Listen what the Bible says, and we're closing. You can't put new wine in an old wine skin. Why? Old wine skins, like some of our mentalities and some of our ways and some of our men, uh, uh, mindsets, old wine skins will not expand. When new wine is put in an old wine skin, like putting new information in an old mindset, when that thing starts to create fermentation, it expands. A new wine skin is flexible. It will expand with new information. With an old mindset, you know, you heard people are set in their ways. They're set in their ways and they will not accept new information. Why? Because it's new. Because it challenges them. Because it stretches them. So in areas of your life that you're still struggling with the same old thing, you have a mindset that will not be introduced to expansion. The Bible says when you try to do that, it will expand and it will burst and waste the contents. That's what happened to the prodigal son. The Bible says when his father tried to tell him how to walk in his inheritance, he didn't want it that way. He wanted to choose how he did it. And so what happened was he took something new, which was his inheritance, and he went out and he wasted it. Most people right now, the Bible says and acts that the word of God will build you up and give you your inheritance. And most people are wasting their inheritance because they refuse to change their mindset. They refuse to allow new information to cause them to expand their borders. So therefore, they keep bursting when they keep getting to that place of limitation, that statue of limitation. You've gotten this place this far in your life for years, but you can never seem to move upon, uh, uh, beyond this point. Why? It's because you got an old wineskin. And new information will grow. But an old mentality will stifle it. And you will waste the contents. So this is how I'm closing this. The things that you heard, you need motivation. You need evaluation. You need to upset your pattern. 
You need to expose yourself to new information. Is this is this hard? Yes. But it's harder to stay where you are. If the things that I've shared with you today, if they are, if you find it impossible to do this, if you find it impossible to grasp this, remember, you don't have to change everything overnight. One thing at a time, upset your pattern, institute something new in your life. If you want to lose weight, start by changing how you eat. No, listen, you don't, the iron you pump, the forks and spoons, change what goes in them. See, start somewhere that you can manage and then move on, graduate, progress. Every time pressure is put on your life to serve someone, reevaluate. I am a servant of Christ. And do it. But if this is hard to you, and if this is difficult to you, and if this seems impossible, because you're going to get to a place, you're going to be challenged. If this seems impossible, let me be the first to tell you right now, you are not ready for a breakthrough. Why? You, I didn't say you didn't desire one. But what did we establish already? Your habits are stronger than desire. You are not ready. Accept that. Accept it. You are not ready for breakthrough. What you have in your life right now is a constant and it will remain a constant until you can break through. And you are not ready for a breakthrough unless you're ready to change something you are doing right now. Let's just be honest. Let's not play with it. And let's, let's not try to, you know, uh, act like, you know, Lord, I, I tell you, uh, this is going to happen regardless to what I do. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's my job to tell you the truth. And the truth is, you are not ready for breakthrough. Why? Because breakthrough changes the location of your life and not just the location of your desires. Breakthrough will change where you're living. It'll change the level you're on. Breakthrough will catapult you forward never to go back again to where you are. It's not really breakthrough if you're just going backwards and forward. You're just bouncing off, but you don't have enough momentum to break through. And that's where most people are living today. Why is it I can't seem to get ahead? You don't have enough momentum. What does that mean? You don't have enough consistency. And if you're not ready to do these tough things that I just said, just be honest. I'm not ready for breakthrough. As long as you tolerate where you are, you will never graduate where you are. Well, praise God. I hope this has been a blessing to you. And I hope this relevant word has really, really challenged you. Be honest. Be, it starts with that. Paul said, I desire nothing, my little children, any more than that you walk in truth. And if you're not ready, just accept that and get ready to change. Yes, you have trimmed your wick. 
your next step is oil. And if you're not ready for that fresh anointing, nothing is going to happen. Well, praise the Lord. I thank God for the word. I thank God for what he's done today. I hope you've been challenged. I hope you've taken this to heart. Whatever it is that you fail to do, if you want to connect with the kingdom of God, start praying. If you want to connect with the spirit of God, if you want to connect with this ministry, give, be a part, partner with us, pray for us, do something that you haven't done. <laughs> I heard this guy say one time, and I'm closing with this. He had a card, and when he opened up the card, you know, we always open the card before we read it. We want to see if any money's in it. <laughs> so the guy got a card, and on the outside it says, you know, I've always heard that you must give until it hurts. And when he opened it up, there was a penny taped in it. He said, and as you can see, I can't stand much pain. <laughs> Most people are like that. Do something that you haven't done before. Move beyond that place of being comfortable. That's where change is waiting on you. Well, until we come together again, whatever you do, however you do it, whenever you do it, make sure that you are doing it by the grace and the glory of God. And once you do, you will know for sure that breakthrough is inevitable. And that's where you can <laughs> keep it real.